Hello everybody, my name is Emily and welcome to the Queen's Landing Podcast. I want to start off by saying thank you for being here today and showing your support. Um, And let's get right to it. Today we're going to be playing a game called Survive the Zombies. This is off of ChooseYourStory.com, which if you're not familiar, is a interactive forum uh, where people will post stories that they have written and your goal is to get the best score possible in relation to the story. So... Um, this story, uh, the difficulty is described as wandering through the desert, the play length is described as not going to lose any sleep, and the maturity level is described as I'll need some identification, and it specifies that that means, uh, PG-13. So, uh, again, this is on chooseyourstory.com, it's written by Killa underscore robot. So if you guys would like to test this out on chooseyourstory.com, you're more than welcome to. So let's go ahead and get right to it. Day zero. You wake up. It seems like a normal day. A little too normal. Our only option is to go to work. You put your clothes on and head to work. Regardless of the abnormal normality of this day, the bills need to be paid. You walk down the street to your local 7-Eleven, head to the back room, and you put on your work clothes. The only option is time to work. You spend the rest of the day working, your 9 to 5 job goes by as normal as ever, as ever, <laughs> a little too normal. Well, work's done, let's go home. You change back to your normal clothing and walk back home. There's not much to do, so you make some food, play some games, and fall back to sleep. Everything was just too normal, though. Okay, so the only option is date one. Suppose it makes... Suppose it makes sense, nothing unusual happens until the first day. After all, if anything happened the day before, before, then that would have been considered the first day, now wouldn't it have? Before you wake up, let's reflect on who you are so you don't die to some random incident due to some crazy issue you had that you should have known you had all along, since you are you. Anyways, our name is James. Um... Our age is 23, we are male, our occupi- our occupation is described as a clerk at 7-Eleven full-time, intelligence is average, strength is average, stamina is low, weapon experience, you can swing a melee weapon, then again, anyone can do, do that, that's it. Relationship, you got a best friend who lives next door, Bob, and your family, mom, dad, younger sister, lives across town, that's it. Don't you get lonely. Driving. You can drive fine, but sadly you cannot afford a car right now. Special traits are none. Okay, so it's time to wake up. You wake up 8 a.m., take a shower, throw on some clothes, and turn on the local news. Everything seems to just go like it did yesterday. And the news is pretty much the same, except all the normal murder stories are replaced by animal attacks and riots. The news doesn't say anything specific. No mention of zombies or anything but the potential is still there. Alright, so our options are to go into work anyways, call in sick, and see how everything progresses. So, I'm confused. Are the animal attacks and riots in relation to something that we haven't heard about yet? I think that might be possible. So our options are to go to work anyways, or to call in sick and see how everything progresses. Uh, you know what? I think we're going to risk it. I think we're going to go into work anyways. Okay. You decide to head to work anyways. You need money if you're going to finally buy a car and you have bil- and you have bills to pay. Nothing unusual happens on the way to work, nor for the first three hours. However, at noon, the news starts to say some interesting things. It's saying that the attacks and riots this morning are actually due to a new virus. Uh-oh coronavirus is quaking. They instruct everyone to return to their homes and wait until further instructions. No one arrives for the next hour and finally your boss calls you and tells you to come to go home. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You change and proceed to head home but then something different happens. The only option is well it's about damn time. You exit the employee room and find a customer standing just inside the entrance to the store. He seems pretty out of it. 
You tell him the store is closed and he turns to you. His clothing is covered in blood and his eyes seem completely black. He starts to stumble towards you. You continue to yell at him, angry he is ignoring you. Finally, when he's just out of arm's reach, you realize he's probably been infected with that virus you heard about on the news. You hate to admit it, but he's probably a zombie. So, what's the plan? We could wrestle him, avoid him, and exit the store, or try to reason with him. Okay, so... Judging by the fact that we know that we don't have any special traits, I don't think that we should wrestle him. And if he's a zombie, then we can't reason with him, so I'm going to go with avoid him and exit the store. Okay. You avoid the man and exit the store. He looks pretty dangerous with... Dangerous, what with being covered, I think that was a typo, in blood and all. You lock up behind you, effectively trapping the man inside. You don't care, though. Whoever works next can deal with him. You walk home and throw on the news and to see exactly what the new virus is. Okay, so we're clicking on the news. The news says that the new virus causes people to become hyper-aggressive and that it is passed by the transfer of bodily fluids, as one does. <laughs> they advise again that everyone stay indoors and wait until further instructions. Further in the day... A video is shown on the news. The nature of the video makes it appear as if the news itself was not the one showing it. The video shows a man and one of the infected, he says that they are like zombies from movies and such. The two are outside. It appears to be a parking lot, but you can't tell what the building is and there are no cars. He says there is no cure and that everyone should put their... put their zombie survival plan into full effect. He then shoots the newly dubbed zombie in the head and instructs that the only way to kill them is to damage the brain. However, destroying their legs can render them pretty harmless as well. He continues to and says that they are quite slow and you can outrun them. However, they never get tired. That might be something to note because we know that we don't have very good stamina. Pretty detailed for the first day of the infection. By now it's pretty late. You've been watching the news so intently that you've lost track of time. You go to sleep and decide that tomorrow you'll put your zombie survival plan into full effect. Okay, so we made it to day two. You wake up to day two of the infection, only now you realize that you don't actually have a zombie plan. Well, no worries. The infection, the infection is still in its early stages, and it should be at least a few days until all hell breaks loose. Until, until then, you can probably walk the streets with no worries. Probably. So what's the plan? Well, obviously we're not going to go across the street just to go across the street. That sounds like a terrible idea. But our options are to go next door to our friend Bob's house. We could go get supplies or go to our par our parents' house, which is across town which I think is notable as well that we don't have a car. So realistically, if we're all going to die, the best thing to do is get supplies to try our best not to die. So let's try that. You decide to get supplies. Sadly, you do not have a car. So your place for supplies is the local grocery store, a good 15-minute walk. You walk there with no issues. However, everyone seems to have the same idea as you do. Yeah, makes sense and are all stocking up on supplies, you enter the store and see complete chaos. Well, what now? We could go back home. We could go to where the most people are. Those are the supplies that we would want. Go where no one is. It's safer that way. Okay, well, maybe this is the pandemic getting to me, but I say that we go where no one is, only because if we, we don't know if it immediately translates like if the virus does so if we go where all these people are and we come in contact with one of them that has been exposed blah 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 so i'm gonna say go to where no one is safer that way you decide to avoid the large crowd of people and go to the less populated areas the pickings are slim but you manage to get your buggy at least half full with food you should be able to survive at least a few months with this much you hear a few gunshots and a couple a couple aisles over, followed by a mass of people running out of the store. 
You take this as your cue to leave and quickly run out of the store pushing your buggy of food. You get out fine and your journey home is uneventful. You hope you don't run into those who made the gunfire later. Well, now you're home, you got food. The next step is to barricade the wall and wait it out. Go next door and see what Bob Bob's plan is. Okay. Um, I think... Uh, we we don't know if our character has a phone or not, right? So, which would be helpful to know because then we could just call Bob. Um, but if we risk going next door, we don't have any weapons or significant experience with weapons, and we come in contact with somebody who's been infected. I'm gonna say we barricade and wait it out. Okay. You decide to barricade your house and wait things out. You grab various tools and pieces of wood, then board up all your windows and doors. The next two months pass by and many things happen. Many, many things. Okay, our only option is, well, what happened? A week after the events of the first day of the infection, various things happened. Panic happened, riots happened, real ones, not the initial ones, which were actually just zombies causing havoc. Martial law is put into effect though it only last woods last woods there's another typo a few weeks before the military was overrun fighting the zombies head-on was a bad idea but the military didn't learn this fast enough they came by with caravans originally and picked up anyone who was willing to come with them then they created bar blockades and such to try to contain the problem but eventually they were overrun your home was attacked a few, a few times, but nothing major. A few gunshots happened just outside as well, but you survive. You've lost a bit of weight, but you're alive and well-ish. Two months have passed, and for the past week, it's been, it's been very quiet outside. No zombies, no people, nothing. Good thing, too, because you're out of food and need to leave the house now. Oh, and congratulations, you survived phase one of the zombies. Okay. So now we're going into phase two. All right. Well, this is a bit awkward. Let's just say, due to some constraints in the system and whatnot, you have to come here before phase two can begin. Suppose a congratulations is in order, then again, you've only beat the first of three sections. Okay, there's three sections. Not to mention, unless you were a dummy, or having fun, you shouldn't have died at all. Common sense was what was required to survive. Good luck in the next section. It requires slightly more thinking. Also, there was one actual ending in phase one. See if you can get it later. Here's something to help you on your journey. Oh, it's a picture of a small cat. Okay. All right, so now we have a small cat in our inventory. You wake up to... You wake up to a brand new day only to find that you were out of food. Well, it was only a matter of time. It would be great just to walk over to the grocery store again to get new food, but there are four, far more zombies now, and let's face it, all the food is probably gone anyways. However, you do have a few choices. You could go to see how Bob is doing. He might have some food for you, at the very least would come with you to get some. In terms of where to get food from, well, you could go to your to your work 7-eleven perhaps the flimsy lock held this whole time oh yeah because the zombie's still in there right um there's also a hospital downtown and around the hospital there are a few stores that should have food as well so our options are to go get food or go see bob again there was no mention of phones or anything related to that so we couldn't just call bob to see if he's still living it doesn't give us any more information it just says go see bob or go to get food um i say that we we save the trip to bob they keep mentioning bob so that seems like a trap to me <laughs> i don't know so we're gonna go get food Okay, you decide not to bother to go see Bob right now. Food is more important. Well, first, we need a weapon. Okay. So, you can go to the 7-Eleven stores 
or the stores near the hospital, the 7-Eleven is closer, so you could just carry food back with you. However, the hospital is across town. If you're going to bring food back, you'll have to find a car of some sort. And I don't know that we know how to jump a car. But we do have a baseball bat now. So we can go to the 7-Eleven alone or go to the stores near the hospital alone. And judging by the fact that Again, we had no special skills. I'm going to assume that we don't know how to jump a car. And there's no mention of phones, so we can't look up how to jump a car. So I'm going to say that we're going to risk it and go to 7-Eleven. Okay. You decide to go to 7-Eleven first. It's closer and chances are there should be some food left there. You arrive to find the front door wide open and all of the windows smashed. Even if there is anything left, it probably wouldn't be useful. You're about to walk back home when you hear a scream, a woman's scream if you're not mistaken. So we could ignore her or investigate. Uh, the good Humeritan in me is saying we need to investigate it. But also all we have is a baseball bat and a cat. <laughs> Which don't seem like good odds to me. So, uh, damn it. Uh, okay, J I mean, we're a grown man, we could take it, we're gonna investigate, okay. You decide to investigate the scream, sure enough, inside the store, you see a zombie stumble towards a woman and her two children, okay, good thing that we checked. You can't sit there and watch, and now that she's noticed you, you'd feel far too guilty to just leave, so what do you do? Obviously, let's... <laughs> okay, so uh, obviously we would attack the zombie, but our options are to attack the zombie with your handy bat or attack the zombie with your bare hands. Why would we get at that with our bare hands? Let's use our bat. Okay, you grip the bat tightly and hit the side of the zombie's head from behind. It falls sideways into some of the shelves and falls to the ground. You bring the bat over your and smash i think that's another typo over your head and smash the zombie's head a few more times to make sure it's dead once you're satisfied it's dead you stepped over and approach the woman before you make it to her a man with a pistol comes from around the corner and stands in front of her facing you he raises his gun to you and you raise your hands to show you're not looking for a fight however the woman stops the man he just saved our lives you can't just shoot him she says attempting to persuade the man to stand down the man glances back at her before lowering his weapon. Yes, ma'am. She walks in front of the man and faces you. Thank you for saving us, young man. How can we repay you? Before you can answer, she speaks up again. Oh, I know. I, we have a helicopter coming a few hours to pick us up. Would you like to come with us? You think about her offer. Obviously, it would be a good idea to leave here, but you're not quite sure you could trust her yet. It's probably a good idea to investigate the offer a bit more. After all, why would there be a helicopter coming anyways? So let's question her offer. With all due respect, ma'am, I don't know who you are, nor can I, can I think of any reason why a helicopter would come here. You finish speaking, the woman looks a bit surprised by your answer. Luckily, she doesn't seem too offended that you don't quite trust her. Fair enough, it would be hard to just expect you to trust us anyways. I am Laura, the wife of the mayor of the city, and these are my children, she says, motioning towards the two children standing behind her. She then motions to the man also behind her. This man over here is our bodyguard. He has ensured our safety since the outbreak started. The helicopter is coming to pick us all up, and another is picking up my husband, who is in the hospital on the other side of town right now. Why can't this one pick all of you up? Well, that's because... This is the, this one only has one seat left, and my husband refused to leave the nurse who took care of him all this time behind. The story is about a bit out there, but you see no, no, re no real reason to doubt any of this. The man with the gun does look like the type to be a bodyguard, and the two children look related to Laura, although it's odd that helicopters would be coming to pick up the mare and his family. It's not entirely believable. So we can accept her offer and take the helicopter, or we could decline her offer and go back home. Uh, so, hmm. This is tough, because, alright, these decisions are getting a little bit more difficult. 
Um, first of all, why didn't the bodyguard step in? That doesn't make any sense to me. And then he was going to shoot us after we saved him, which leads me to believe that they might be flying to some establishment they've created, um, like maybe a cult. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. Um, but also there's nothing at our house and they said that we're going to get, that, that, um, the house almost got broken into a couple of times. So what do we do? Accept her offer and take the helicopter, decline her offer and go back home. Damn. Uh, uh some, uh, see, something tells me to go back home because... She hasn't, the story seems far out there. She hasn't given us any further information. But if there's any indication of civilized life, you know. And also, how many months are we into this zombie takeover? I don't believe that the hospital would still be available. I, yeah, this seems a little sketchy to me, so I'm going to decline her offer. You decide you don't trust the woman, so you respectfully decline her offer. She seems a bit confused that you would decline such an offer, but waves you off anyways. You walk back home and decide on your next move. So, we the only decision we can make is to go to the stores near the hospital. Um, you decide that the best place to find food will be at stores by the hospital. However, getting there will be tough. If you don't if you didn't have to worry about bringing anything back, you could just take your bike. You could walk there, grab a buggy once you're there, and then bring it back. But then again, that would take a long time and use up a lot of energy and draw a lot of attention to yourself, which makes sense because shopping carts are quite noisy. Your best bet is to find a car, so you begin looking around your neighborhood for one that might have keys left in it. Shortly after starting to look, you find one. Sure, the windows are smashed up and there's blood everywhere, but it should be, it should be drivable. You grab a towel from inside your house and put it on the seat so you don't get it covered in blood, and then you take the car across the town, okay? While driving across town, nothing interesting happens. However, you did see a topless chick, though sadly she was a zombie. Okay, stores by the hospital. Oh my god. Alright. You drive into small complex of stores opposite to the hospital. Waterway Complex. What a stupid name for a complex. You survey the stores. There's a shoe store, a bookstore, an Avondale? 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 I hope I'm saying that correctly. A grocery store and a sports store. The only place you actually have to go is a grocery store. In fact, after... In fact, after going there, you should just leave the complex. Then again, you've got plenty of time right now. Might as well borrow some other things. Okay. Um, I'm not going to say that there's anything useful in a shoe store. Bookstore, not anything useful. I don't know what an o Ovondale, Ovondale, I really don't know what that is. Grocery store we obviously need to go to, but... A sports store might have um, more baseball bats or something like that that we could use as a weapon. So I'm thinking perhaps we should go there first. So let's go ahead and do that. Okay. Uh, the sports store. Surely there will be plenty of things here useful for killing zombies. That's what I thought. Okay. Well, actually, no. The best melee weapon for killing zombies are bats, axes, and swords. Since you already have a bat, and this place does not sell swords and axes, there's nothing you could use. Alright. So, maybe I was wrong. Let's go to the grocery store. You decide to enter the grocery store. After all, it's the entire reason you came here. You search around and find some food, then put it in a buggy and exit the store. Okay, so back to the car. This actually might be nice, because, um now we have a car right okay so you walk up to your car and see that three men have kindly decided to repair it for you great and repair it i mean take it apart and steal the parts uh you being there's seems to have pissed them off oh you being there seems to have pissed them off 
and you now notice that two of them seem to have pistols and the third has a bat. One of them armed with a pistol jumps on top of your car and heads towards you. You back up a bit, otherwise hold your ground. After all, this is your only way home. Then again, it's no in no real condition to take you anywhere. However, the only crucial things it seems to be missing are the tires. After that, you could still drive it without doors. The man walks up to you, but keeps his pistol aimed at the ground to his side. What do you want? So we could say nothing, sir, or threaten him with our bat. Um, seeing that he has a gun, and we have a baseball bat, I'm just gonna say nothing. Nothing, sir, you say, lowering your head and looking to the ground. The man seems amused by this and walks up closer. That's right, nothing, he replies, and before you know it, he gives it, you a punch in the face. You fall to the ground and struggle to remain conscious as the three men talk to each other. We can't just leave him there. What do you care about this guy? No, but no one deserves to be eaten. No worries. You know that they don't come till dark. You think he'll wake up in time. How would I know? Let's just go. You finally lose consciousness as you hear them walk away. Let's just hope you wake before dark. Oh, God. Okay, hours later. Hours later, you awaken to the pleasant sight of not being eaten alive. Good times. You notice that it's now almost dark. You you had never heard that the zombies tend to come out at night, but that would explain why you've rarely seen them. You look at your items, though they don't, th though they didn't take anything that you had on you. They did take that buggy of food you were pushing. Not only that, but it appears they felt the need to torch what remained of your car. Oh, God. You stand up and stumble a bit, but catch yourself before falling. You take a look around to see if there's anything else useful nearby, but find nothing. Well, you're pretty, you're pretty well screwed now. You've got no food, no way to get home, and it will be dark soon, meaning you'll have to fend off zombies. Well, we still have the baseball bat and the cap, so <laughs> let's not say we don't have anything. You think quickly of places nearby you could stay at. You could try the hospital, but that place seems like a zombie gathering zone, which I thought too, but apparently the mayor was there. You could try the nearby school. I mean, zombies don't really have any reason to gather there, though it would be fairly easy to defend. Your last option isn't so great. You don't know the area too well, so if you don't want to go to school or a hospital, you just have to wander around until you find something. And then again, there seems to be a lot of things around there. Maybe you'll stumble across somewhere you can hide out. Okay. I don't like the idea of the hospital. Um, because it seems like a cesspool. <laughs> uh, wandering around, we don't want to get lost. He said the school was easy to defend. And also, something tells me that zombies don't need to get educated, so let's go to the school. You walk to the nearby school. The good news is that there doesn't seem to be any zombies around. The bad news is that there are humans, and by the looks of the various weapons they have, they aren't too willing to let people in. Guess you either have to go to the hospital, which is probably a zombie pa cesspool, as I said, or take your chances and wander around. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, if we go to the hospital, we might run into the mayor. And that could confirm any idea that we had. It, seem, it seems like the safer idea might be to wander around a bit. Though, I don't want to get lost. I don't know how well this guy knows the town. So what do we do? Go to the hospital, wander around a bit. Go to the hospital, wander around a bit. Is a bad one. I, you know what? The hospital seems like it's going to be a zombie cesspool. We're going to go. We're going to wander around. You decide to wander around a bit. Sure, it's risky, but then again, everything is risky now that zombies are everywhere. After walking around a bit, you stumble upon a trap door. You find it really odd that a trap door would be in the middle of a field. You decide to go inside because whatever is inside can't possibly be worse than what's outside, right? Okay, so our only option is to go inside. You open the trap door and climb down the small ladder. Then are met by a large metal door. You look around for some way to open the door. To the right, you see what would appear to be a machine to put card in 
to, okay? You, you, just above the door, you see a camera, and to the left, you see a screen. You look in the camera and say, um, hello, waving your hands in front of the camera. When that doesn't work, you start pounding on the door with your fists. Eventually, the screen to the left comes on, and an angry old man appears. What? Who? Who are you? What do you want? The man asks you through the screen. Apparently, there's a speaker and a microphone somewhere in this room as well. I was wondering if I could come in. A lot of things happen and I need a place to stay. I can leave tomorrow if you'd like, but I really need to stay for tonight. You're surprised how composed you've managed to stay during this time of extreme need. The man looks to you, at least you think he does, and strokes his beard and speaks. Alright, let's see what he says. What happened to your face, he says, observing the mark on your face. I got punched by some guys who stole my stuff and torched my car, you say. Deciding for now, your best bet is to be honest. After all, it doesn't seem like the old man has anything to do with the guys who punched you. I see, he replies. He seems to believe you, you think. He asks you a few questions before finally asking where you live. You tell him and he looks shocked. Then he asks if you know of its current condition and you become confused. Well, you see, earlier today, a missile was launched at that location. What? Oh my gosh. I'll allow you to stay here tonight. He opens the door and you walk in. Oh my god, a missile? He then orders you to open your mouth. You comply and he sm sticks a small white stick inside. He takes out the stick and stares at it for the moment, then lets you through and closes the door behind you. Okay, well, we're going into the next day. So, I guess, uh, we accomplished something. Oh, we're almost into phase three. Okay, wait. Too tired to ask anything else, you're escorted to room with a single-sized bed. You fall asleep quickly, as you're quite tired and not at all too concerned about the man killing you in your sleep. You wake up the next day. The bed was terrible to sleep in, and you feel pain all over, but hey, at least you weren't eaten. You wander a bit and find the old man in what appears to be a laboratory of some type. You then confront him about the missile launched at your house. He explains that he doesn't know the real reason, however he can tell you that your home was not the original target and that something else set it off course. You then ask him what the white stick from yesterday was and he explains it's a quick way to tell if someone was infected. If they are, it turns red, otherwise it stays white. Makes sense. You try to question him further, but he brushes them off. However, he does tell you that if you agree to help him with his research, you could stay here longer. When you ask him what you'd have to do, he explains he just wants you to become a maid and clean up the place. Sounds like a good deal. Free food, power, safe place to stay, and all you do is clean. And you could stay here for another month, unlike last time, not too many things happen. Okay, so we're entering phase three. So unlike last time, an interlude isn't really necessary, but you know, we did it last time, so you might as well do it again. You survived both phase one and phase two, so congratulations. However, you should know that the last phase is, har phase is harder than the last two combined. Now, instead of options being explained, you have to think a little. Also, zombies are far more frequent than before, so much that they will actually get in your way a lot. Human enemies are frequent as well, so good luck with them. Alright. Let's see. For starters, you know the old man is called Dr. Oliver. Don't ask why, but you decided to give him the nickname Olive. So, that's what you refer to him as. Olive is actually developing a cure for the infection. Obviously, the, cur the cure can only be used for any significant damage before any significant damage is done to the victim. Once the cure is completed, people should be able to live normal lives again. As for zombies, well, you learn that they tend to come out at night. During the day, they seem to stay indoors. Olive thinks that the sun negatively affects them in some way, but they still will wander outside from time to time. You learn nothing else, really, except that a bite or scratch with both cause an infection, and as of right now, there is no cure, which Olive is working on one. Oh, and they're attracted to loud noises, which I figured, um, most, I feel like in most zombie movies, they're attracted to loud noises. Okay. Not only that, but you've actually learned to shoot a gun. Hurrah. Your accuracy is decent. 
You can make a headshot from close range and hit a target from mid-range with various results. You also killed your first person in self-defense, of course. Took a week for you to get over doing such a thing, but you've accepted the harsh, harsh reality as this is your new norm. Olive never explains what the bunker originally was meant for or why he's the only one here. However, he does say that he's very, very close to creating the cure. He's constantly saying that any day now he'll have it done. However, after a month, you reach a speed bump in your stay. Alright, well, what seems to be the problem here? We're out of food. You look to Olive, who bluntly tells you the terrible fact. So, um, what now then? You go get some. Well, you should have seen that coming. We can't have this old man wandering the streets now, can we? He hands you a backpack and tells you the location of the supplies. It, seem he, it seems he stockpiled quite a bit, but didn't have enough time to bring it all down when the infection broke out. You decide to grab a pistol before you go. Okay. Let's walk to the supplies. You exit the shelter and look around. It's been a while since you were last outside, and it's eerily quiet. You put on your backpack and begin to walk in the direction of the building Olive told you about. Okay, it should be in a warehouse just north of here. Those were his words. And while you're pretty unconfident that the supplies are still in the warehouse after all this time, you head there anyways. You find the warehouse easily enough. After quickly looking around, you find there are no humans nearby. However, you aren't sure if zombies are present or not. Okay. So we can carefully enter or scout the place. Mm. I, I don't. I don't see any benefit in scouting the place. So let's just carefully enter. You carefully push open the door and look inside. Two zombies are between you and two large crates which you assume have the supplies. They don't seem to have noticed you yet. You glance around the room and can't see any more zombies, so there could be there could be in some other rooms further inside. You can't sneak around them, so you'll have to deal with them somehow. So we could kill them with our bat, or we could shoot them. First response, I would say shoot them, but then I'm thinking the gun uh, the yeah the the sound from the gun could attract more zombies so i'm gonna kill him with my bat okay you run up to the to the closest one as quietly as you can and bash him in the head he falls to the ground dead again you move to the next one who is unaware of his fallen comrade and do the same to him you hit their heads a few more times with your bat for good measure then you take a quick scan of the area to see if any anything else comes out, but you appear to be safe. Alright, so let's check these crates. Walk up to the crates and investigate them. Unfortunately, both appear to be empty. It looks like whatever supplies you were, le were left here have long since been stolen by others. As you turn to leave, you suddenly hear a noise. Our only option is, what is it? You turn around and see nothing there. It must have been your imagination. Fortunately, since the supplies are gone now, you'll e either have to return empty-handed to Olive or explore and try to find some more. Oh boy. Alright, so our options are to return to Olive or to explore. Judging by the fact that we just heard a mysterious noise, I don't really want to explore. But, um, I don't know how much of an option we're going to have. Right? Because if... We, I mean, we could go back to Olive empty-handed. But I don't know how he's going to necessarily react to that. Right? Let's return to Olive anyway. Because if we heard the noise, it's better to get back there alive. And see if he knows of anywhere else we could go. Back, You go back to the facility, and once you're in... In front of the door, the screen turns on. Do you have the supplies? Olive asks you. Well, no, you see. Then go back and find some. He snaps, interrupting you. Well, I guess you better explore and find some supplies. Okay. So we do have to go back. Confident Olive won't let you back inside until you bring back supplies, you decide you need to search around more. There are warehouses everywhere, as well as other various stores, so hopefully you'll be able to find some food. 
though you really have no idea where you will actually find some, so I suppose you'll just have to randomly pick a direction and search there. Oh god. 50-50 here. We got, we can go east or we can go west. Alright. East or west. Uh, I mean, there's no indication of what's there, so let's do the, the most reasonable thing that we could do here. Let's say heads is east, tails is west. Siri, flip a coin. Tails. Okay, Siri said tails. So, we're going west. Eventually, after walking to the west, you find another warehouse. After peering through all the windows, you see that there is, in fact, rations inside. However, you'll have to fight at least three people, as you can only see three inside in order to get to them. You would really rather prefer not to kill people, but you need food and it's becoming increasingly scarce. Sorry, my phone is just going off. Um, it's becoming increasingly scarce. By now, simply living has almost turned into a survival of the fittest, and you don't intend on dying. Two of the three appear unarmed, while the third has a pistol out. There are two entrances, the front and back. The man with the pistol is closest to the back door, while the other two are closest to the front door. They can all clearly see each other. Oh, that could be problematic. There are many ways you could do this. <sighs> okay, so we could enter the back door, which is where the armed man is, and kill the man with our pistol, or we could kill him with a bat. We could enter the front door and kill everyone with our pistol, or we could take a hostage. Ooh. You know what? Let's, let's just take one for the team. Let's take a hostage. You enter the front door and grab the guy closest to you, then put a gun to his head. Drop your gun now, you scream to the man across the room. It seems he thinks about shooting you, but he obeys your command. Now fill this up with those rations, you say, tossing the backpack to him. Again, he obeys your command. Third man is carrying in a corner during all of this. Your back, or your backpack gets tossed back at you after the man is finished. You do a quick inspection and see it's now filled with rations. Now let him go. The man across the room yells to you. All right, but keep, all right, but every keep your hands in the air. Sorry, another typo there. You let go of the man after giving... After giving the order, all three comply and you slowly back out of the warehouse. It wasn't the nicest way to go about it, but hey, you got some food and no one died. You sprint away as soon as you exit. Okay, so we've got the supplies. It's time to head home. You walk back to the underground facility. Now that you have some supplies, you enter the trap door and knock on the garage metal door. Or the large metal door, not the garage door, sorry. Shortly after, you see Olive on the screen. And he asks you if you have the supplies yet. You nod and show it to him. He opens the door and explains that he has some good news. Okay. Have a cure for the infection, Olive exclaims enthusiastically. Well, as enthusiastically as an old man can. That's great. So, um, how do we get it out to everyone? Sadly, it's not those, that simple. Although I am positive I have the cure finished, it still needs to be tested. Oh, gosh. Um tested okay yes either someone must inject themselves then willingly receive the infection or someone who has recently gotten the infection but hasn't yet turned must inject themselves with a cure you look to the old man to see who is staring at you intently you can already see that this is leading you to be the test subject uh, Okay, this doesn't look too good for us. What's the difference between getting the injection before being infected versus after being infected? You ask, hoping to learn more. Theoretically, nothing. The cure should react the same. Theoretically. Uh. Agree to be injected and then get infected, or agree to be infected then injected? crap okay so here's the thing is if we if if it doesn't work then this old man who has the capacity to save the world could not have the ability to go get supplies and that kind of a thing i i think the better bet is to get injected first so that's where we're gonna go with 
Okay, I'll take the injection now, you say, deciding that there, if there is any chance of there being a cure, you'll need to take some risks. Excellent. Now follow me. He takes you to his laboratory to reveal a sizable needle. Then he injects you with it. You feel a bit woozy, but otherwise it's not that big of a deal. How do you feel, he says, studying you? A bit sick, but otherwise fine. Good. Now you can be infected by any sort of fluid contact with zombies. Take this needle, find a zombie, kill it. Take some of its blood, then return here. He hands you a needle and you nod. I don't know exactly how your body will react once it fights off the infection with a cure, so make sure you don't get infected before returning. He adds to you as you climb up the ladder to go outside. Alright, so we're outside. We're gonna go outside now. Okay, so you step outside and guess it's about noon right now. You don't really feel like you're going to throw up anymore, but you're starting to regret taking the bullet for humanity. However, since you've already been injected, you might as well look around for a zombie to confirm that the cure is real. Then again, you may be the only person in the world who is immune, and you don't really have any loyalty to Olive. So we could find a zombie, the world needs cure, we can leave and not help him anymore. Well, this is not a good choice here. Uh, you know what? I think if Olive was nice enough to house us and stuff, we should do what he needs and we're going to find a zombie. You decide to continue on your quest to find a zombie, even if it costs you your life. The world deserves a cure. The question is now, where should you go to find a zombie? Okay, so we could go to the complex of stores or a nearby warehouse. Mm. Well... Let's think. A well, if it's the same warehouse, we already killed those zombies, right? Or we could run into those guys again, but if we go to a complex of stores, they're both nearby. So, I suppose it's not really relevant, right? Uh, let's let's go to the warehouse. You look through the windows of the warehouse to see if any zombies are actually inside. Sure enough, you see a lone zombie. It's a bit odd that a single zombie would just be standing in the warehouse all alone, but moments later you see why. Oh gosh. An unarmed man is tossed beside the zombie. He quickly scrambles away but has nowhere to go. It seems the inside of the warehouse was made into a makeshift arena. Looking closely, you can see four men watching from the platform above, two armed with AKs standing on either side of a man sitting in a chair. The fourth was the one who tossed the unarmed man into the arena. He now walks back to the others. The man in the chair yells some things that you can't hear, and the unarmed man seems to yell back, likely begging for his life. Oh my gosh. But regardless of what he's saying, the four don't move, and intently watch the zombie gets closer to the man. You look around the building and decide on your next move. Enter through the front doors. Uh, or we could enter through the window behind the four men. Oh my gosh, this is terrible. Let's go behind them. Let's do that. You decide you'll have to take your time with this, so you go to the other side of the building and climb up a ladder to the window and take to the men that the men have their back to. Sorry. You peek through and notice that they seem to be cheering. You pull out a pistol and aim it at one of the men with the AKs. You plan to kill them first, then the other... You plan to kill him first, then the other guy, and then the guy in the chair last. Um, you line your shot through the window, open fire, switching targets after your current one falls. You kill the first three before they can even realize you're there. And the one in the chair barely has time to look up at you before you kill him too. You put... You pull out your bat, smash out the rest of the window, and step inside to see the outcome of the arena fight, the zombie won. You see it hunched over the unarmed man, eating him. This was a pretty predictable outcome, though. That's terrible. Jump down into the arena and shoot the zombie in the head, then take some of its blood. Once done, you leave its body a mess in the place behind, so let's return to Olive. Oh, wow, that's really rough. That's terrible. Okay, you enter the trap door and pound on the large metal door until Olive finally appears on the screen. Ah, good. I see you brought back the zombie but blood. Good, good. Come in. He opens the door and escorts you to his lab. He then straps you to the operation table and makes sure that you're fully restrained. Don't worry. 
This is just in case you have involuntary spasms or something along those lines. He, his reassuring words cause you to worry more than to calm you down. He repairs the needles and gets to work. Alright, well, the only option is to be injected. Well, you already have the cure falling through your veins, so let's inject the zombie blood. All places the needle in your arm and injects the blood, it hurts and it feels really, really cold. But you can handle it. The first the the two of you wait in silence before you start to feel a bit anxious. So what are you waiting for, you ask? Suddenly you start to feel immense pain that causes you to scream. Olive looks to the various machines he has you hooked up to before commenting, Damn, complications. What do you mean complications? you scream, trying to bear through the pain. I'm sorry, James. I really am. Olive leaves your view for a moment and comes back with another needle. Seems there was a mistake. You won't survive. At the very least, I can give you this, he says, almost yelling in order for you to hear him over your own screams. At least that with this, I can make the cure. Your sacrifice will not be in vain. Goodbye, James. He injects you with the needle, and the pain flows out of you. You struggle to keep your eyes open, but eventually you can't, and they close, never reopening again. Alright, so our epilogue says there's a cure created. Um, well, the, uh, although you died, it was not in vain. You see, Olive was able to get a nearby military camp and show them the cure, which was then used to save humanity. You also get a statue erected of yourself for your sacrifice. However, this does not matter much to you, seeing that you're dead and all. Alright, well, it, it says, um, it says we got a bad ending but we unlocked the ultimate sacrifice ending. So, uh, you know what, though? I, I uh, okay, call, call me whatever, but I don't see that as a bad ending. Like, w why, why is that ending bad? I, I don't, uh, I mean, we saved humanity, and we got a statue of us, right? I mean, like, that, that seems like a good ending to me. I don't know. Tell me what you guys think. Uh, that was it for today's episode of the Queen's Landing podcast. Um, please uh, stay tuned for next time. Thank you for listening through and supporting. And until next week, keep going and keep growing.